here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM 106.2 FM in Tohoyando. Mr. Makosong Kibutelezi is a Director of Communications and Marketing and Employment Insurance Fund, UIF. He joins us now on the line. As promised yesterday, we had started a conversation with him about some of your concerns with regards to UIF. We weren't able to take all your questions. We promised to bring him back, and he now is back on the line with us. A very good afternoon, and thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pimelo, and thanks uh, for having me again. Mr. Botelli, let me just ask you quickly before before we proceed. In in light of what you are experiencing over the past couple of days, what is it that you would like the message that you would like people to to adhere to at this time that you think that message is not being put across clearly or is not given enough space? Um, I would like the listeners to understand that for the COVID-19 benefits, um, it's not the employees who have to apply for the benefits. It is the employers who have to apply for the benefit. The applications are made by the employers and uh, they have to go into the website that we spoke about. And the other very important thing is that those who applied prior to the lockdown, I want to re-emphasize that uh, UIF will be paying them their monies. And I know they are worried that, you know, I have to go back and sign. And I want to say to them, they will be receiving SMSs. They must respond to those SMSs because uh, it's through those SMSs that we will confirm if they are still unemployed and if their banking details are still uh, correct. There were concerns um, that people were not receiving the SMSs, notifying them, for instance, when they started queuing outside your doors uh, on, I, I must say it was the first day of lockdown, that they didn't know that they couldn't come to your offices. Are you back online with those group SMSs? Yes, we are back online, hence... Um, I just mentioned that they will start getting all those SMSs uh, informing them um, that they will be getting paid and they must confirm their banking details and that they are due for payments. It's very important that they should respond. They shouldn't think that it is a scam. Those will be genuinely coming from from UIF. Sure, and Mr. Patelizzi, that's that's actually obviously some of the concerns that that even I would have a concern about that. When when you respond, how, how would I know for sure that that's an official SMS? Just maybe a guideline of sorts. Um, I think it, it, it already shows that it, it has our uh, UIF. Um, um, it doesn't have, a, a, what do you call this thing? There's no logo or anything. Okay. But those who have seen them before, mm. it's easy for them to identify them that it is indeed from the Unemployment Insurance Fund. Mm. Uh, there is a speci- specific unique features that uh, they are familiar with because they would not be getting them for the first time. Yes, but then there will be people who will be getting it for the first time. Sorry? There are those people, no? No, mostly it will be those who have been, uh, who have applied already. Or for those who have not been, who will be getting them for the first time, they must be careful. Ours is 
uh, mostly they come up with it, it, they are mostly in in upper case the UIF okay. is mostly in upper case okay. and uh, we don't say a whole lot of things we just say uh, please confirm your you, did you apply for UIF are your banking details still the same and so forth they mustn't uh, think that it's definitely a, a, a scam. All right. Let me ask you this, Mr. Patelis, because maybe it will also be helpful. What is it that you are not going to ask them? So so what what is it that you are not likely to ask them? Are you likely to ask we, them for their ID details? No. Thank you for that question. Thank you very much. We are not going to ask them for their ID details. We are not going to ask them to send a, a their ID details or their banking details to anyone. We are not definitely not going to ask for that. They must just be on the lookout. Okay. No, we appreciate that because that's exactly um, the thing. When somebody says, you know, send me your banking details and your ID number, that obviously is not that. You're just asking them to confirm that they to are confirm, the person. Yeah, we will send them. The, we just want them to confirm. Yes. Thank All you right. for that question. Okay. The numbers are 0891104207. As I said, we have got an official from UIF who is here to answer all your questions. Either you are an employer or an employee and you're not clear about how you're going about to get your your COVID-19 special funds. Those are obviously at this point the priority for UIF. And maybe you have other questions around your other dealings with UIF and you're not clear about that. This is the time to ask the question because we do have an official with us. Donald, you calling us from Rustenburg. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mr. Pemilo. How are you? I'm Mr. good. Kutelech? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for calling. I did call yesterday. Mm. I want to know today because we received those forms, application forms from our employers. And it's written COVID-19 application form. So I can hear now he's saying there's no need for, applic- for, for us to apply. It will be the employer. Mm. Who, be, who apply on behalf of our of employees? Yes. So there's no need for those forms anymore. No? To fill the forms and submit to the labor office and what? Donald, just hold on. Don't leave us, Mr. Batelizi. Are you able to respond to that? Yes. Can I quickly respond? Yes. There is definitely something wrong there, Donald. The employer has to. It's not even your usual RIF form. Uh, that you, you use to apply for the COVID-19 relief benefits. It's not your usual UIF form. The employer has to go onto the COVID-19 terms uh, email address. They will get an automatic reply and there are documents that they need to fill out. It's not a simple thing as filling out a form. So the employer, I, I want to plead, please advise your employer, I will once again give out the email address to get the relevant documents because we need a whole lot of things uh Pimelo. we need a payroll we need a list of how much uh, that outlines uh, how much people earn per week per day and all that so it's not as simple as sending out a form to your employees and let them fill out that information it's the information that has to be provided by the employer. Mr. Abutelizzi, you know, one of the things that we're getting, and, and this is coming a lot from people who feel a little bit like the employer is taking advantage of the situation. And, and I don't think this is the first case or, you know, I'm hearing a lot of this. What's our recourse? If you feel that something about what's happening doesn't sound like what you have just explained now, what do people do? 
I would suggest that they uh, phone our hotline, okay. and uh, unfortunately the hotline is blocked, but we are capacitating it right now. Okay. If they feel like um, something is not right, they should phone our hotline just to double-check uh, with us if uh, things are being done the way they are supposed to, and then the agents will really uh, try to explain to them. because. Uh, they need to uh, get the right information and they must know what is it that uh, the employer is supposed to do to comply uh, with the relief scheme. Donald, are you satisfied with that? I'm satisfied, my sister, but I think there's need for education. They must educate because it will be difficult for me as an employee to go to my, to confront my employer that I hate that we have to say so. There's need for education from your side to or employers. Mm. Because no, it would be difficult yeah. for me, to be honest. I can't confront my boss. They mm. said, I hate you. Mm. You did wrong. It was supposed to be you to claim. It would be difficult, to be honest. Mm. I think you, you must educate those people, those in the whatever business. You must educate them how to claim that COVID-19. I mean, I, I do hear your frustration, Donald. Thank you so much for your call. Thank uh, you, my sister. Thank, thank you very much. No, no, we'll definitely look into that so that we don't leave the burden with the, with the employees only. So we'll definitely try our best to send out the message to the employers. I, I, are you getting the sense that there is compliance, Mr. Musabtilizi? I'm getting a sense personally that... Uh, you know, you do get employers that do not really comply. Yeah. Now, I think um, by doing this, they are avoiding uh, getting caught out that they don't emp- they don't comply. Ah. Because uh, what we are going to do is, as we we ask for this information, obviously, when we match with our match with our system, mm. we will notice that we will pick up that mm. maybe Donald has not been declared, mm. or maybe Donald, uh, the contributions have not been made for mm. Donald. So it's easy for the employer to just give them the form mm. and say, go and apply for COVID, mm. uh, for the relief scheme yourself. So I send mm. employers who are, tend to have those uh, kind of behaviors. Mm. My sense is that probably they are trying to run away from the fact that we may co- catch them out, because definitely through this system, we are going to catch those who do not really comply with the uh, Unemployment Insurance Act. I see exactly what you mean. So now that we all know that there is this fund available and I expect my employer to comply, if he had in, in the first place never complied, that's where the problem comes in. And that's where we are seeing. Ah, I, I get exactly what you mean. All right. Yeah. Jan, you're calling us from Cape Town. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, my lady. Good afternoon, sir. And uh, thank you guys for taking my call. I just pray that I'm relevant to the discussion. Uh, my, my problem is that my children are uh, used to attend an early learning center. Mm. And after COVID-19, we're keeping them away. And I believe that I don't have an obligation to pay anymore. And now the owner of, of, of this uh, early learning center sends WhatsApps informing that he will have to let go of his staff if uh, we don't pay. And uh, he then makes a, a nice plea and, and for us to pay. Now, I feel that perhaps we should approach the government to lay his plight, especially in, in respect of the staff to the UIF. Mm. So uh, can, can the sir just explain to me whether there's an obligation on me to pay or 
is it really that uh, I'm, yes, I think that's the gist of my question. Please. Thanks, thanks, Jan. I think it's an interesting question because, uh, yeah. Mr. Patel, is what, what I'm hearing is that two almost unrelated things. So there's a, the matter of people not paying because they don't have the money, but the issue with the employees who are not getting paid is a different issue completely. Uh, just repeat that, Primelo. I'm, I'm, I'm so, not understanding. So, so he's saying the the owner of the, the learning center is using the fact that he, the employees will not get their salaries as bait to get them to pay their fees. And I'm saying I suspect those are two different things because you deal with the issue of employees who should be compensated at this point. Yes, that's what that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. Uh, we, it definitely, it's for employers who are contributing yep. and who want to be able to pay their Yes, sir. No, Jan, you can listen on the radio. So, so but you, maybe maybe what what Jan wants to know, Mr. Butelizi, is that is it. Is it a fair thing to use to say my business is running into trouble? I'm going to have to lay people off if you don't pay, or that's not quite a reason because you do have funds available for that business if she went about the right way to apply. Exactly, exactly, Pamela. We do have funds uh, for specifically that purpose. So if uh, the owner of the center was paying UIF, the funds are there and. They must just apply for the um, COVID-19 relief scheme so that they can pay salaries of their employees. Mr. Patelis, it sounds to me, and, and this may be the case, you're going to see this for yourself, that a lot of business were compliant, were not compliant in the first place. Where does that leave yeah. all of us? You, you know, it's a difficult one, Timelo, uh, because we some of the businesses, the practice that they do is they do deduct um, UIF, okay? And we've had many cases where the employees would come to us and say, oh, but my employer deducts UIF and here's a proof. Correct. And uh, when, when, when you, and it is upon the employer, by the way, that they should do that by law, not the employee's responsibility. Now, when they come and they have to uh, get the benefit, uh, what do you do? Do you turn that employee away? Mm. So what we have been doing with our normal benefits, I think I've explained, is that we will pay the um, the employee, Mm -hmm. uh, provided the employer is willing to cooperate and give us the information that we want. Mm -hmm. We will see how much the employer owes us, and then uh, we will go after the employer. So we, because we, 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 our, our view is that, you know, you cannot penalize the employee mm. for the employers uh, being irresponsible mm. by not complying mm. to the, to the, to the, to the act. Then we'll raise a debt against that uh, uh, employer. So even in this instance, we may apply this principle depending on, on case by case, but Primarily, we are saying we prioritize those employers who are uh, complying. And if through this process we're gonna um, find that find those who are not employ- who are not complying, we will definitely go after them because it, it is clear that they have been uh, not uh, abiding, uh, playing by the rules. We will send our uh, inspectors so that they they can comply and hopefully. 
uh, their business will still be running by them. Mm. But we definitely are going to go after them because it is unfair for them to uh, treat the workers like uh, in this way. Yeah, Let, Let's take a voice note. I think there's a question for, for you on this voice note. Let's just take a listen. Hi, good afternoon. Could someone please get someone on the radio to explain to me what happens to people that work on a commission-only basis? Working on a commission-only basis is like running your own business. So we've got no access to UIF, etc., etc. So where do we go? Because if we don't work, we don't earn. So we're sitting at home because we can't have face-to-face contact with people because of the lockdown. So what, which government agency or department will be able to assist us? It's Petsu in Amtata. Mr. Butelezi, I don't know if you heard that. Yes, I did. It's, it's a tough one, um, Timelo. Uh, firstly, UIF does not cover. Uh, it's one of the people who are not covered by UIF, people who work on commission basis. They don't pay UIF and they can't claim UIF. So he, 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 that, is, that is the situation. However, I'm thinking perhaps maybe if they can knock on the doors of the small business, yeah. I'm not too sure if they can be accommodated there. Because you see in our case, um, for UIF to be operational or to be in place, there has to be an employer and an employee. Mm. So if you work on commission basis, there isn't that uh, relationship or that arrangement. All right. There's another voice note. Let me just uh, play that one. Good afternoon. My name is Justice from Polokwane. I have been receiving my UIF after I lost my job. So I, I got paid for three times. So I just want to know because normally we were signing a UIF 19 form in the offices of Department of Labor. So I just want to check if whether they are open. How am I going to get my funds? Uh, is there any way that we can be assisted? I believe I'm not the only one who have been signing every month on a new month to get the UIF funds since we are not working. Thank you very much. Mr. Batelezi? Justice, it's true. You are not the only one. And uh, you are one of the people who will be receiving the SMSs that I'm, I spoke about. Uh, it's not a scam. Please respond to the SMSs. And uh, one distinguishing feature in those SMSs, Pimelo, uh, is that we already have a case number. So mm. they will have the case number. Uh, that Then you will see that it's a, a genuine uh, SMS from the UIF. Really, really appreciate you taking the time to take all our questions. I really appreciate it. Thank you very, very much for making the time. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you very much. Mr. Makosonke Butelezi, he is a director of communications and marketing and unemployment insurance fund, the UIF. And as soon as more of you have more questions, we'll obviously make him available. He's really been very kind and generous with his time and, and try and give you as many answers as possible. What we're also busy with is we're trying to also get you answers from the compensation fund. And many of you also... I know have those questions so we're trying to line all of those people up as we try and manage ourselves through this very very difficult time as you know the country is on lockdown COVID-19 is here and everything else at this point revolves around that so thank you very very much to Mr. Motelezi there from UIF. 1.30 let's go to Utsila Saku for the latest in headlines.